Hey guys, Jason Bradfield here. Uh, I'm sitting down here in Miami, Florida, getting my semi-trailer unloaded. It's going to take about an hour, an hour and a half. And also, if you hear any noise in the background, trucks, forklifts, beeping, uh, that's why you're hearing it. So I apologize ahead of time, but um, it's going to take them a little while to unload. So I thought I would take advantage of the time that I have here and just do this recording uh, regarding some of the drama and stuff that's been going on here lately with my old buddy Sam Frost. Um, I, I, you know, when this first started, I was going to write a response. And then I was like, well, no, nah, I don't want to do that and just kind of back off of it. And I was pretty much going to let it go. But I've noticed Sam's, Sam doesn't seem to want to let it go. <laughs> and uh, he's even mentioned by name here recently in one of his posts and pulled a quote from like nine or ten years ago and I'm fairly certain that that was not the context of, of my quote originally and so he's kind of reframing it I don't, so I wanted to address that but it, it's not so much stuff he's saying about me that bothers me it's just things he's saying about his old pastor and, and then my pastor Dr. Talbot and just how this whole thing went down. And the fact that we have uh, a number of mutual friends between us. I know there are people that are seeing it. And and some people have wondered what's going on. I've had two people try to start a fight with me on my Facebook group, Reformed Contra Hyperpreterism. Where Sam was, you know, been fairly active since I started that. And so I figured, you know what, I, I just need to say this, get it off my chest. Um, I'm not going to drag this out too long and I'm not, I'm certainly not going to get in a tit for tat with Sam. Sam may or may not hear this. He may or may not respond. That's fine. He can do whatever he wants to do, but this is just going to be a one and done for me. And just so you can hear another perspective other than his and what you've been seeing from his Facebook profile page. So anyway, so what's been going on? What, what started all this drama? Well, about a, a month ago, Sam put out a challenge on his Facebook profile. And everything I'm referring to is public, by the way. Uh, he put out a challenge that basically said something to the effect of, and I apologize, I don't have it in front of me, I'm sitting here in the truck, uh, but it said something to the effect of, you know, Adam did not die the day he ate of the forbidden fruit prove me wrong and I saw it as soon as it came out and I knew exactly where he was going with it and why he was doing this at least I understood it to some degree um, but I chose not to get involved with that challenge for a couple reasons one I thought the challenge was overall just kind of silly because he didn't really put forth an argument He's not defining his terms. I don't know of anybody that would say that Adam physically died the day that he ate. Of course he didn't. So obviously by, um, you know, it depends on what you mean by death. And of course Sam doesn't really present an argument. So it just seemed to me like it was more just an attempt just to get conversation going and get the debate going. Which, you know, I guess is fine on one hand. But on the other hand... If you ever been on Sam's uh, threads, they get crazy. I mean, he's got he's got a lot of people that follow him from a, a 
very diverse background. I mean, he's got reformed, non-reformed. He's got uh, hyper-preterist, Eastern Orthodox, probably some Roman Catholics in there, semi-Pelagian. He's got atheist. He's got these uh, Israel-only clowns, you know, that want to argue that the Bible and salvation and all that stuff was strictly for Israelites and no one else. And so you're going to get all kinds of crazy stuff going on in his threads. And he pretty much allows people to say just about anything they want for the most part. And it's just, it's a full-time job trying to keep up with all that stuff. So I was like, no, not going to get involved, but I'll watch and just kind of keep an eye on what's going on. So, People wondered, like, what is he doing? Why is he asking this question? Some people have even speculated that maybe he was falling back into hyperpreterism. Well, let me just assure you that no, that's not what's going on. Let me tell you exactly what he's doing. And I knew this is what he was doing the moment he put it out there, and I was confirmed. Uh, my understanding of that was confirmed by him both uh, things that he has said privately and publicly. So what is he doing? Well, you got to remember that Sam Frost was a hyper-preterist. He was one for, you know, 12, 13, 15 plus years. I don't remember exactly. Uh, but his last seven years overlapped with my seven years that I was a hyper-preterist. Uh, we did a lot of quote-unquote ministry together as hyper-preterists. Um, I... Uh, created a website for us, The Reign of Christ, where he and I put out all of our stuff and podcasts and videos and so forth and so on. Well, in December of 2010, I left and I was prepared to hand all that stuff over to him for him to take over because I was going to get completely out of it because, you know, hyperpreterism to me now was, was a damnable heresy. And he said, well, hold on, you know, don't, don't take off too quick, Jason, because I've, I've got my own questions and my own doubts. And, you know, I was like, eh, <laughs> you know, I really wanted to get out of it. I was like, all right, let me just hang tight for a minute and see where he goes with this. Well, sure enough, about a month or two later or so, he, he comes out of it and renounces it. And so the site that we use to promote hyperpreterism heavily then turns into an anti-hyperpreterist website. And so... Um, what was one of the things that we argued as hyperpreterists? Well, we argued that all prophecy had been fulfilled, and that includes the general resurrection of the dead. But if you think about it, if you argue that the general resurrection of the dead has been fulfilled, obviously it wasn't a physical bodily resurrection of all people that happened in AD 70. Obviously that did not happen. And so you've got to do something different with resurrection uh, other than saying that it's the physical bodily resurrection of all people, as historic Christianity is always taught, according to Scripture. And so you've got this spiritual resurrection thing going on, and you know that's defined different ways by different hyperpreterists. But in turn, if you're going to have a spiritual resurrection, well, you've got to do something with death. Because the historical understanding of physical death is that physical death came about as a result of Adam's sin. It wasn't the only thing that came about, but it is one of the things that came about. Well, since we're saying as hyperpreterists that 
the resurrection of the dead is spiritual and it's not it's not concerned with physical uh, body then death then has to be i guess spiritual you know so we would talk about this thing called spiritual death and you know we would go to genesis and we'd say oh well look at that god told adam that in the day that you eat of the fruit you will surely die and what do we read adam eats of the fruit and yet he doesn't physically die that day he doesn't die till 900 something years later so we're like aha see there this proves that the death that that god threatened him with is spiritual death or it's something but it's not physical bodily death and so we argued that physical body you know bodily death was just something that was just natural to man it's just a part of being a creature we do it the animals die plants die it's just a part of being on this earth and there's it's really not that big of a deal what god's really concerned with is the spiritual aspect of it um, our relationship with him and so on and so by adam not physically dying that day we 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 would point to that and say see he died because God said he would die, but he must have died some other type of death. Now, to Sam's credit, Sam left hyperpreterism. There's no, there's no question about that whatsoever. And so rather than this being motivated by some sort of falling back into hyperpreterism, it's actually just the opposite. Sam is wanting to go back and look at all the things that were argued by us, things that he argued, things that he wrote about. And he's kind of retracing his steps, and he's he's trying to find those areas that he feels were weak spots in his theology that led him to hyperpreterism, and he's wanting to shut those avenues down. And that's what this is really all about. And so, what is he trying to say then? He's 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 saying, look, when we were hyperpreterist, when Adam sinned, we said that, oh yeah, he died, but it was some other type of death, or it was just one one aspect of death and then you know that that gets applied to adam but not the whole man just just his soul not his body and so you've got this kind of partial death being applied to a partial man and sam's like look this is all crazy this is nonsense this is not the way the bible speaks of death it's not the way the bible speaks of man we got to look at man as the whole man body soul we got to look at death and all of its uh ramifications and so He's trying to, and so what he's arguing now is that the death that Adam would have understood there in Genesis that was being threatened on him upon eating the fruit was physical death. It was a return to dust. That's what it actually says there in the text. Genesis 3, a return to dust. And so, and so Sam was to say, look, that's what death means. That's, what, that's how Adam would have understood it. That's what God meant by it. That's how it's understood in the rest of Genesis. That's what it means. It doesn't mean anything else. And so you can see what he's trying to do is he's, he's trying to put the pressure on the hyperpreterists to stop playing these games with death and, and excluding the whole physical bodily aspect of it and stop playing these games with man where you're trying to divide man up into these radical you know parts where he's part soul, part body. And it's not that Sam denies that man is body soul but he you know he just doesn't want us to think of it in terms of parts so um that's what he's trying to do he's trying to shut that down 
And so in the process of arguing that the death there is physical death and nothing more, well, then that raises the question, well, what do you do with spiritual death? Because keep in mind that when we argued for a spiritual death there in Genesis, um, hyperpreterists did not invent that label, that phrase. They didn't invent any of the teaching. Um, if you read Calvin, Turretin, Charnock, just about any of the Puritans, Samuel Davies, it just goes on and on and on. You read any of these guys, a lot of them will talk about this notion of spiritual death and Adam dying a spiritual death in the day that he ate. And so as hyperpreterists, we took that and said, ah, see, we're not coming up with anything new. This has already been taught. So this is just what we're going to focus on. You know, forget the physical part of it. That's irrelevant. We're just going to focus on this. And so <clears throat> by Sam insisting that death there is physical, it raises the question, well, what do you do with this aspect of spiritual death? And Sam says, well, you know, I don't like, I don't like the terminology. I don't like the phrase. Um, you know, I just don't like it. He, he says it's, he thinks it's confusing. Um, it may lead people to think, of this idea that the soul ceases to be. Um, so I, he's like, I just don't like the terminology. Well, <clears throat> when you have people who believe in this notion of spiritual death, when they hear that, it raises the question in their mind of, well, okay, well, wait a second. Sam, are you denying, are you just having a problem with the phrase itself? Or do you actually have a problem with the teaching, the doctrine that is represented by the phrase? And at first, it seemed like he was just saying, I just have a problem with the label, and that was it. And if that would have been it, I don't think there would have been any, any fuss going on, because you know people do that all the time. You know, you take, for example, the doctrine of limited atonement, that Christ died for the elect and them only, there are some people who don't like that terminology. And so they'll call it particular redemption or definite atonement. And, you know, they just want to get away from the word limited. Well, that's fine as long as you still affirm the doctrine. <laughs> you know, if you're not changing the doctrine, that's fine. If you want to call it limited atonement, definite atonement, I, you know, I don't really care. And, and, and for the most part, most Reformed guys don't really care as long as you're not changing the doctrine. And so if that's all Sam was doing was saying, I don't like the phrase spiritual death, okay, fine. But the problem is, is that as, as people are asking him what he, what, where he's going with this and what he means, and as he's explaining himself more and more, you're beginning to realize that it, he doesn't just have a problem with the phrase. He's actually reframing what happened there in the fall of Adam. And so he'll say things, for example, he'll just throw out this, this thing that, um, you know, Adam sinned in ignorance. Now, Sam doesn't get into the details. He doesn't elaborate on it. He just kind of throws it out there. But that's very problematic. Um... Another thing that he has said at least twice that I've seen is that Adam did not lose communion with God when he sinned. Well, if you know anything about the, the teaching of spiritual death, especially as the Reformed have taught it, 
that's one of the main things about it that they teach is that Adam lost communion with God. And so now, and here's Sam saying, no, I don't think he lost communion. And by the way, the proof that Sam gave for that argument was he said, well, look, Adam and God are still conversing with each other, which I thought was a very weak, strange response because it's not as if this idea of communion just solely involves man being able to converse with God. That that doesn't constitute communion. If that's the case, Satan and God have communion all the time. I mean, it's just... So, he totally butchered that. But these are the things that he's saying. Um, you know, he's got this weird notion of the tree. It's almost kind of a, Ro- a Roman popish kind of ideal of, of the tree. And um, so as he's saying this stuff, it's like, well, wait a second. He's clearly... He clearly has a different take on the fall of Adam that's not typical, that's not what you typically hear within Reformed confessional uh, works. So as this stuff is going on and developing on his Facebook profile, and of course it's it's getting more and more people ramped up because they're trying to figure out where in the world he's going with this, one of the guys that started interacting with him was, was his pastor, Tyler Jackson. And... Tyler, if you read his interaction, he starts off, you know, you know, just asking some questions and, and there's nothing really uh, bad going on or anything like that. But it eventually gets to a point where Tyler's like, look, I'm, I'm concerned about some things you're saying. And again, I'm paraphrasing here, but I'm concerned about some things you're saying. I'm concerned about where this is going, the, tra- the tra- trajectory of it. Ooh, I get it out there. Um, you know, I'm just concerned about, you know, have you really thought this through? And he's, he's like, I, I wish you'd I wish you'd just put out like a, a paper where you elaborate on this more fully and it's peer reviewed instead of just throwing this out on Facebook and these bits and pieces here and there with all these people involved. It's confusing. You know, you're confusing it. You're actually making things worse. And well, Sam's response to that was, eh, whatever. <laughs> it's like sigh I think is what he said originally yeah you just don't get it and that response alone to me is very troubling because you got to remember that that Sam is not only acting as as a Christian here on Facebook with these posts and he's got people coming to him saying hey I don't think you're really helping matters out you know, you're trying. You you think you're bringing clarity, and you're not. You're actually making it worse. But you also got to remember that this is Sam's pastor. And it's also Sam's uh, co-elder. Sam was just recently installed as an elder at this church a couple months ago. In a church, by the way, that just recently adopted the Westminster standards that I think Sam was all a part of. And so to see Sam respond this way to his pastor, to me, just that in and of itself, regardless of what he's saying and teaching, even if he was spot on with what he was saying, which I don't think he is, just the way that he responded to his pastor saying, hey, you know, you're, you're creating more confusion than anything. To see him just say like, ah, whatever, and just go on, 
that alone uh, is very telling and it's very problematic. Well, eventually that led to either the next day or two, it led to Tyler um, asking Sam to resign uh, from being an elder at the church, which apparently took Sam by surprise and Sam didn't like the way it was done and the way it was handled. But, I mean, what do you expect? I mean, you start this drama on Facebook publicly. Your pastor's coming to you saying, hey, this is creating problems. And you you not only ignore them, but then you just amp it up and get worse. What did you expect? So that was one thing that was going on as a result of this. Well, in a, in a related but separate thing, issue that was going on, my pastor, Dr. Talbot, who's also the president of Whitfield Theological Seminary, where Sam graduated and got his THM, which he advertises a lot. And, and so the, people definitely know Sam's relationship to Dr. Talbot. They've been friends for at least two decades, and Sam's relationship to the seminary, because he talks about it a lot. Um, Dr. Talbot's watching all this, and... You know, he's asking me at church, like, hey, do you, what, what's, what is Sam doing? Where's he going with this? And so I gave him my take on it and all that. And, and Dr. T's having problems with it. He don't like what he's seeing. And so as we're talking, um, he said, hey, you know, I wrote about the fall of Adam years ago. I said, I wish I could dig that up. And I said, well, I, I think it's actually still online somewhere. I said, I remember the article, Dying You Shall Die. I remember it well. Um, because it was written about a year before <clears throat> we left hyperpreterism. And when we had converted our side over to writing stuff against hyperpreterism, I actually put that article on our site. And so I know Sam knew about it at least one t- at one point. Um, he may have obviously apparently has forgot about it <laughs> based on his response here recently. But... Um, so anyway, so I dug that article up and I republished it and just put it out there like, hey, you know, here's an alternative to what Sam's saying. Now, keep in mind, this article was written 11 years ago. And it was not written as a direct response to Sam back then. It wasn't edited to be a de- uh, direct response to Sam now. When we put it out there, nobody said it was a direct response. Nobody said it was recently written. Well, so we put it out there, and Sam immediately responds on my personal page, and and he says two things. He says, one, he says, overall, it's a good article, uh, except that there's some problems with the Hebrew there that he thinks are wrong. And then two, he said, um, you know, this article creates two problems. One, it, it implies that the soul dies, that is, the soul ceases to be which the article doesn't even hint to that. So that, again, that's a weird... It's just like with the communion response. It's just a weird response that doesn't make any sense at all and makes me wonder if Sam even read the article or <laughs> by the, at this point. And then the other thing I think he said was it implies that there's two deaths. Well, I don't know why that's a problem because even if you want to deny the aspect of spiritual death... There's the notion of the second death, as Revelation speaks of. So anyways, it was just a 
I don't know. It was a very weird response from him. But again, let me highlight it. He said it was it was a good article overall. Well, I think the next day or two. Now, keep in mind, he's already been asked to resign, so he's got that going on. Well, then in the next day or two, um, he puts out a post where he basically says, um, he basically says that there hasn't really been anybody to respond and answer the challenge. And, um, I don't even know if he referenced Dr. Talbot's article at that point, but he he basically just says, Hey, you know, looks like nobody's got an answer to this. Seems like nobody knows. And again, he's just, he just keeps going. He just keeps going and going and going. Well, at this point, Dr. Talbot's looking at it. He says, you know what? Um, I don't like what he's doing. I don't like where this is going by this time. Uh, Dr. Talbot has heard about the resignation at his church. In fact, he's not wanting to listen to his pastor. And, and after seeing all this numerous stuff going on, he's like, you know what? We've got to distance the seminary from Sam. And so Dr. Talbot puts out this statement. And again, I don't have it in front of me, but basically it says, hey, we've got this. Uh, we have a, sem- a seminary graduate, Sam Frost who is teaching some things that are at odds with the doctrine of original sin as historically understood and as um, as it relates to the Westminster Confession of Faith. And uh, this is not our position. We do not endorse this. You know, Sam has fallen into heresy in the past with hyperpreterism, and it seems like he's falling into to new heresy. And so this... Just understand that we don't endorse this. This is not coming from us. It's not coming from the seminary. This is not what we teach. And basically just left it at that. Well, as you can imagine, that got Sam pretty upset. And Sam just immediately starts firing back like, um, you know, prove that I deny original sin, which is which is what... Which isn't what the statement actually said, technically. It said that he's, he's at odds with the doctrine of original sin as, it's, as it relates to the confession. Um, Sam then starts uh, accusing Tyler, Dr. Talbot, and probably maybe even me of um, you know, not coming to him privately to dealing with this stuff. Um, he didn't like the way he was asked to resign. He didn't. He really didn't like the fact that Dr. T put out this announcement. And so now he's accusing people of being rhinos, of reformed in name only, and violating Matthew 18, which, which again, I think it's false. Um, I think that's a not a correct understanding of Matthew 18. But that's another another show for another time. Um, and then he starts getting into these sort of conspiracy theories that, that Tyler was behind all of this. And um, somehow he got Dr. Talbot's ear, which is not true. Uh, I think Dr. Talbot would have done what he did with or without Tyler in the scene. Um, in fact, I know he would have. Um, and so he just kind of goes on this rampage. Well, then he writes a response to Dr. Talbot's article, Dying You Shall Die. 
And their response was just absolutely horrible. Um, and again, it's interesting because remember, he had just said a few days prior that this was a good article overall. Well, now he basically trashes the article, says it's bad, and it goes from bad to worse. Uh, in his first paragraph of his response, he completely reframes the whole issue. He claims the article was recently written, and it was written as a direct response to him, which it was not. So apparently he didn't remember this article, which, you know, I don't blame him for not remembering an article from 11 years ago. But again, there was nothing in the article to, to suggest that it was a direct response to him. He just assumed that. Um, well, then that leads to him responding the way that he does. He So, for example, he, he, he takes issue with Pelagius being mentioned in Dr. Talbot's article, and he thinks that's a direct shot at, at him, which it wasn't. Um, he goes on and says, you know, I can't believe that an article that's directed to me would not even quote me once. You know, what, what, pass, what kind of slot passes for scholarship these days? And starts getting really uh, nasty with Dr. Talbot and, and questioning his, his integrity and stuff. Well, <clears throat> when I read that, I'm like, bro, I'm like, this, this is when I finally start getting involved <laughs> online. And I... I I kind of went at Sam there in, in, in my Facebook group and said, Sam, you, you need to chill, man, because, first of all, you completely misunderstood where that article came from and why it was put out. and It wasn't directly, it wasn't a direct response to you. It wasn't recently written. Um, and Sam, again, to his credit, he did make a few edits after I pointed it out to him, but he still... He's, it seems like he's still lingering on to this idea that um, that the Pelagius thing was a direct shot at him, which it wasn't. Um, and so it just it's it's just it's just getting worse. It's getting nastier. Uh, this this led to me eventually talking to him uh, in private messaging, kind of going back and forth, and then you know he. He continues on this rant that he thinks Tyler was behind all this, and he starts calling him a so-called pastor. And then when I insisted, no, that that's not what happened, it's wrong. Then he threw. Then he starts throwing out, well, maybe maybe Dr. T was behind all this, or maybe you were behind it, Jason. And he just he won't listen. He just keeps running his mouth. He won't listen. So it's just getting worse and worse. And then publicly on on. Um, one of the threads you know he asked me do I deny original sin and I said well how are you defining it well he didn't like that response and um, and then he tells some guy that the only reason I won't answer no is because Dr. Talbot says yes um, and so now he's uh, insinuating that I'm some sort of puppet to Dr. Talbot that I can't think for myself and see so so all this stuff it just it just get it's just getting worse and worse and worse and now it's getting personal he's taking it personally and he won't listen he won't listen to anybody he won't listen to me someone who's been a friend of his for almost 20 years apparently won't listen to Dr. Talbot he won't listen to his pastor you saw that in the very beginning with the way he responded to his pastor which like I said was very telling 
And now he, you know, he's going around calling him a so-called pastor and so-called reformed, and uh, he's called him some other names as well, and saying he's not theologically trained, which I thought was interesting because why would you join a church with a pastor that was not theologically trained, and why would you join his session? So. You know, that's a little suspicious there. I'm wondering what he was doing with that. And um, so it just it just gets to the point where you can't talk to him. You just can't. And as you can see on his on his Facebook profile, he he, he won't stop. He just he just keeps going. He's gotta defend himself. He's right. He's not gonna listen to anybody. And so well, it just got to a point where I just had to cut him off. I removed him from my Facebook group. Uh, I ended up blocking him all together. Because, you know, what can you do with it? Um, he's, he wants to give you the impression that this was solely over a label, and it wasn't. He's constantly reframing the issues. He, you know, on one post he said that Dr. T's uh, called him a heretic because, because Sam had the nerve to suggest that the reason why Adam didn't physically die that day was because God showed him mercy, as if Dr. Talbot doesn't teach that, which is, again, wrong and reframing the issue. Uh, he's reframing the fall of Adam by some of the things he has said. You know, Adam sinned in ignorance. Adam didn't lose communion with God. Uh, he reframed Dr. Talbot's article when it originally came out. Uh, he's reframed the issue over Dr. Talbot's announcement. Dr. T didn't just say that Sam denies original sin. He said, no, he, he teaches things that are at odds with it as it relates to the confession. Sam leaves that part completely out of it. And so he's just, he's just gotten into this zone where he's just reframing everything. And he won't listen to anybody. So there you have it. And it's like, what can you do with that? Well, there's really not much anything you can do with it you just got to shake the dust off your feet and, and move on and um, and like I said the only reason I felt like I needed to respond to this because Sam just keeps going um, in one of his latest recent posts um, he mentions me specifically pulls a quote uh, that he had in his book it was a quote of me something I said probably back in I don't know 2010 2011 but again he's 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 pulling these this quote and he's reframing it because he's trying to use it in a way that I did not intend for it to be used uh, nine years ago at least from what I remember I mean look I, I could be wrong here it's been a while but the quote was um, had to do with hyper-preterists jumping the ship of orthodoxy to jump into a different ship because the first ship had leaks and uh, I had said something to the effect of well, you know, why jump that ship over leaks if the ship you're jumping into has a bunch of leaks and I believe what I was saying at the time, I'm pretty sure this is what I, what I was saying was, it was an ad hom argument against the hyper-preterists. Hyper-preterists love to argue that 
they say, hey, look, Christians can't figure out the millennium. There's pre-mill, post-mill, ah-mill. They're so confused. They don't know what to believe. And so they therefore must be wrong. They must not understand the second coming. They must not understand the millennium. They must not understand the resurrection. And so we're going to promote this view, hyperpreterism. And we're right because the Christians obviously can't figure it out because they got all these problems. But what the hyperpreterists seem to ignore is that within the hyperpreterist movement, they fight with each other just as much as they do with non-hyperpreterists. <laughs> I mean, I mean, at one time I must have counted six or seven different views of the resurrection alone, just just within hyperpreterism. And so my, my argument was just simply, hey, I was just turning it back on them. If you're going to, to jump ship because the Christian ship is full of leaks and holes, and your, your reason for jumping ship is because of those leaks, and you're jumping onto this other boat, this other ship called hyperpreterism, well... How can you justify that when you consider that hyperpreterism has all these leaks and holes? And, and in fact, they have more leaks than what they perceive uh, Christian orthodoxy to have. So why not just stay on the first ship and try to work those things out and get a better understanding? Rather than jumping ship only to go to a, a, a different boat that has just as many leaks. You know? So that's, that's all I was saying. Well, Sam now is trying to use that to justify what he's doing. And what he's doing is he's trying to say that doctrines like spiritual death, as it's been articulated by Reformed theologians, that that doctrine actually leads to hyperpreterism. He has said that point blank. And that's not what I was saying back then. That, That was not the purpose of my illustration there with the ships and leaks um, I'm, I'm again I'm almost certain that was not because my whole argument back then was you know here we are calling ourselves hyperpreterists and calling ourselves reformed and the reality is we're not reformed at all we don't have a clue what reformed theology is because if we did we wouldn't be hyperpreterists <laughs> so so anyway so Sam Sam's now taking that quote and just completely reframing it to, to use it for a purpose that it was not originally intended. And again, this is just the problems that we're having with him is, and by the way, this was in the same post where he's pulling out this quote where he's accusing Dr. Talbot of calling him a heretic because God showed mercy to Adam, which is which again was not the, the original issue. So again, what can you do with it? Well, there's not much you can do. If a person doesn't want to listen what can you do and it's not just that he's not listening to me he's not listening to his pastor he was not listening to dr talbot he's not listening to me you know guys that have been in his life for a while um and and if you if you look the only people that are really kind of applauding him are people that are not reformed and uh you know that ought to be a red flag for you and let me let me just say one last thing regarding that. Some people may hear that and say, well, who cares if he's not reformed? You know, as if 
God's limited to, re, to the Reformed world and Reformed theology. <clears throat> well, I understand people would say that, but again, the problem is, is that Sam's doing all this as an elder of a church, of a church that has adopted the standards, and he's doing this claiming that he's operating within the con- the confines of of Reformed orthodoxy and confessional thought. Um, you know, he even made a big deal that, well, the Westminster Confession doesn't use the word spiritually dead. Well, yeah, we know that. <laughs> you don't think we don't know that? I mean, I, I've been teaching through the catechisms for the last four or five years with two other guys in my church. My pastor, Dr. Talbot, has been teaching through the confession, through the larger and shorter catechisms, word for word, for decades, he's been teaching it to his family for decades. You don't think we don't know that? But even though that exact phrasing is not there, the idea is most certainly there. Just read chapter 6, especially the last paragraph of chapter 6. talks about Adam being subject to death with miseries, spiritual, temporal, and eternal. So the concept is there, and it's there in some other places too. But again, Sam's in this mode where he just—he's absolutely right. He thinks he's right, um, and he's not going to let up. He's going to fight it till his death, I guess, pun intended. <laughs> and, and nobody can tell him that he's that he's wrong, that he's going down the wrong path. And I think he is. I think he's um, some of his statements about Adam not losing communion and so forth are wrong. I think trying to restrict death there in Genesis to solely physical death is problematic because what do you do with the second death? What do you do with eternal death? If you'll notice, there's places where Sam will say that if God had not shown uh, Adam mercy, if he would have given him exactly what he deserved that day, Sam admits that he not only would have physically died, he would have been, uh, he would have suffered eternal death. Well, where are you getting eternal death from? Because according to your argument, the death there is only regarding a return to dust, physical death. So where are you getting the idea of the second death, eternal death from? And I asked him this at one point, and he, you know, he says, well, it can, I, he's like, I don't add it there, but it can be implied. And he never really, he, of course, he didn't prove that. He just kind of, you know, brushed around it, but again, if, if you're if you're insisting that the only death that God was concerned with that Adam would have understood there was a return to dust, where in the world are you getting the second death from? Eternal death. Why would God have punished him with that if He didn't even warn him about it? That was another thing Sam argued was. You know, God's only going to punish Adam with stuff that Adam understands and that he's been warned about. Well, where where's the warning of eternal death in all of that? Again, Sam says, well, it can be applied, but he never he never actually proves it. Um, and again, I think this is part of the problem of trying to insist that death there means one thing and one thing only, uh, because. Eternal death is not a return to dust. It's the exact opposite, actually. It's, it's people being resurrected from the dust 
and now being thrown into the lake of fire, soul and body. And the Bible calls that death, the second death. So how can you turn around and say that there's only one type of death or one form of death acknowledged there? It's not. And again, even Sam will seem to uh, admit that in some places, but then in other places um, he doesn't by the way he's arguing on how to understand death there in Genesis. So, anyways, a lot of problems, um, and it certainly didn't help that he did it the way he did on Facebook with all these posts scattered abroad. Um, he's not listening to anybody, and it's just, like I said, it's just gotten to a point where what can you do with it? And there's not much you can do. So, um, I, I wish Sam would humble himself. I wish he would get off this kick of, you know, being a scholar and, then, you know, I'm I'm doing the real work here of theology and and just learn some humility and and, and listen to people. Um, you would think he would have learned that lesson coming out of hyperpreterism, because that's how we talked when we were hyperpreterist. You know, we we couldn't believe that people were so stupid that they couldn't see that Jesus Christ. Uh, came in eighty seventy and resurrected the dead, and all this took place in eighty seventy. And it's all fulfilled. How stupid can pe- people be? How blind can they be? And yet, all these people telling us in our lives, "No, that's that's not right. That's wrong." We're like, "Ah, whatever. You're wrong." You know. And it turns out we were wrong the whole time. You know, had a had a big slice of humble pie fed to us. You know, ten, eleven years ago, and. um you would think Sam would have learned his lesson through that, but apparently he hasn't. You know, he wants to get on this little kick. Um, and, I, I, you know, his responses are weird. They don't make sense. Um, I think he's just kind of revealing that he doesn't really have a good grasp of Reformed theology. I mean, how, how can you suggest that Church of Christ people like uh, Max King, I started to say Don King, <laughs> Max King and Don Preston, not only understand spiritual death as it's been historically understood in Reformed theology, not only understand it, but actually embraced it and then took it to its logical end, which is hyperpreterism. That alone ought to tell you right there that Sam does not understand the teaching. Regardless of how many times he wants to say he understands it, Regardless of how many times he wants to say that he's embraced it and taught it in the past, he obviously is not getting something. And it's confirmed by the fact that when you bring up spiritual death, he then responds with, oh, are you saying the soul dies? No, nobody's saying that. Nobody's ever said that. And so when you get those weird type of responses, again, you know, how else can you look at it? What else are you supposed to think? I, it just it just seems to me like Sam just just doesn't get it, just doesn't understand it. And the sad part is, is he's not willing to listen to anybody right now uh, to be corrected on it. So, anyways, I've gone on much longer <laughs> than I had planned on. Um, I'm still sitting here getting unloaded, <laughs> but. Uh, 
like I said, I, I, I just wanted to put that out there. I just kind of wanted to give some background. I wanted to give you my take, my perspective on it. And I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, I don't have any intentions on going back and forth with Sam because I already tried that to some degree. And it, and it just only got worse. So what can you do? But this is just going to be my one and done in case you were wondering. And in case I have any more people try to get on my Facebook group and want to start beef with me like I had last week, um, I'll just refer you to this audio and that's that. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. And by the way, if I, I do have a PDF of all of what Sam has said on his public threads. It's all in one PDF. That's something you're interested in. I can attach it to this and share that with you. If you just happen to have the time in your life to where you want to go through it, be my guest. But that'll be it. Appreciate it.